0: Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders live with 1st Seder B's Tuesday mornings at 11.30. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime. Viewers and listeners will be joining us for this year. Shirim for Chaydesh Tammuz have been sponsored anonymously. Nishmas, my mother, Harini Kaparas Mishkova, Hinda Bashmul HaKoyen, (laughs) and li l'nisshmas <laughs> my shver zechrayn levracha, her Rav Dovid Zvi and her Rav Chaim zechertzadik levracha, the uh, tyra should be an ely for their nishmas. Today we are going to talk about Rib Arye Leib from Mits or Mets, better known as the Shagas Arye, the Shagas Arye whose yard site will be Tesvov Tamuz. Tesvav Tammuz, which will be Friday. There are some who say his yard said, it is Chav Hay Tammuz, but as we will see from, at the end of the year, from the Sefer Zichroinus of the city of Metz, and the Matseva that has been erected in that Beis HaKvaris, which is not specifically for the Shagas Aryeh, but it has his name on it, there it says Tesvav Tammuz, in the year Tav Kuf Mem 1785. Um... Which makes it his 236th the yard site this Friday. His father's name was Rebbe Usher, Zechrain Levracha. His father was a Gaon in Tyra, a Gaon in Midais. His father had written a safer on Shulchan Aruch from Simon Aleph to Simon Ayantess, which was over 400 pages, uh, large pages it's brought down. It was a big safer. that was called Ma'inais Arayais. However, it was never printed, and the manuscript, the Xavyadovit actually was lost um, <clears throat> in the times of one of his grandchildren, and therefore we do not have that safer. His mother was a sister of one of the gedolim of the time, which his name was the Knesses Yechezkel, and the Shagasaryei in chuvas Chadoshoi, Simen Gimel, writes, Gam my uncle, my mother's brother, Hagoyin Merin, Rabbi Yechezkel, so that was his uncle. They were grandchildren of the Masas bin Yamin. The Masas bin Yamin we've mentioned other times. He was a Talmud of the Ramah and a Talmud of the Marshal, and he was one of the great Paiskim of that generation, um, some 150 odd years before them. So Rabar Yaleib was born in the year Tufnun Hay, 1695. His father Abasher was the Rav HaGalil of Minsk. Meaning to say, there was a Rav in the city of Minsk, and then there was a Rav in the region around Minsk. We've had this other times with um, Lvov, I think we mentioned it a different time. There was a Rav of the city itself, and then there was a Rav of the region. So he was the Rav of the region, the region... um, was refer- The region included 40 big-sized cities and hundreds of small villages that was his responsibility under his Rabbanas. Now Rabbi Yaleib, it's not clear who his Rabban- his, his Rabbeim were. Um, however, one thing we know is that he was a great Masmid from a young age. How do we know that? So the ar whose name was Rabbelezer from Kelin, Kellen was the place the Maxis Asheka was from, if you remember from that year. But we've met the Archadash um, when we talked about the Panamirais. The Archadash is a grandson of the Panamiris and is the one who actually printed the Panamiris on Chemish together with his own sefer Archadash. So the Archadash has another safer that's called Chavos not to be mixed up with the Bala Chavos but Chavos which are drushes. And he wrote a, and he said a hespid on the Shagas Aryeh. and he writes there Lita when I was in Lita in Lithuania. Shamati I heard Shas his extreme hasmada and diligence was second nature. It was something that he was accustomed to when he was very young. So when he was very young he became accustomed to be a big masmid. And uh, that's why he was a masmid his entire life. It was Pashat's second nature to him. In the year Tough Pei Gimel about <coughs> he was about 28 years old he became the Rosh Hashiva in the city of Minsk. The Rav of the city's name was Rabbi Yechiel Halpern. Rabbi Yechiel Halpern was the author of the Seder HaDairois. And he was the Rav of Minsk, of the Minsk proper. And he brought him in to be the Rosh Hashiva of the Yeshiva under, um, his, uh, and under the Rav. One of his great Tamidim in Minsk, you might remember, was the Rebbe Hakayan. HaKayin. Reb Rafal Hamburger, better known as the Teras Yukusil. So we, we talked about, in his young life, um, in his youth, we talked about his connection with the Shagas Aryeh, and he learned in the Shagas Aryeh's yeshiva in, uh, in Minsk. Now, in the beginning of their relationship, the Shagas in and the Rav of the city, Rebbe um was B'Shalom, they were good with each other, but... Um, the uh, after a little bit of time, there became a difference, there was clearly a difference in their derech halimut. While the Baal Seder had was very into learning Pashup Shat and not going into any types of Pilpulim and Lambdas and all of that, the, the Shagasarye actually was more into that. And it would seem from the way he explains in his Hakdama to Shagasarye that he used it as a tool to sharpen the minds of the Talmidim. Meaning, you, you will recall the concept of Pilpul in the times of the Marshal, Rab Shalom Shachna, the Maral, um, and there was a, uh, a big schism between those who were for Pilpul and those against Pilpul. So this is a little bit later in time, but the Shagasariah used the concept of Pilpul and Lamdus to try to sharpen the minds of his Talmidim, and the Seder Haderus did not like that. Now the Shagasariah does write in the preface to his Sefer, Ma'ashil Talmidim this that I was Mefalpa with the Talmidim, lo'yhalisi la sefer I did not print it. He says, Sometimes it's nothingness. In other words, it's not real, doesn't have any foundation to stand on. So he says a very interesting thing. He, he, he sort of speak knocks away and says, "pilpal's nothing, has no foundation to it. He says, "Now, even though I myself tried that the pilpal that we're going to say should stand up to the test." Of the lamita shel Torah, he says. However, it's very hard; it's impassable that some things don't creep into there that are not lamita shel Torah, and therefore I did not print it. So why did he use it? So obviously he was just using it as a way to sharpen the minds of the Tamidim, but really, in theory. And in, and in practicality, he really held. also. You have to go with what has solid foundations, not in the world of pilpal. But yet, this was a, a point of contention between him and the Seder Hadiris. That was one problem. Problem number two is that Reb Arya Leib um, did not um, care. To be very strong, and and if he didn't agree with something, and therefore very often you have to understand that Reb was twenty eight years old. The Rav of the city was an older man, and he would get up to the Shagasari in mid of the Rav's drushes, and he would ask on him, and he'd be mevatel him, and he and and he was very strong in arguing at him, and even berabim, and a lot of people in the city were very unhappy with this. The Balabatim were unhappy with it. This is how you treat the Rav. Um. <coughs> now. In the year Tuftsadi Tsadi Gimel, so this is about ten years later. The Shagazariy seemingly started his own yeshiva, I guess, because he wasn't getting along with the rav, and he was able to follow the derech that he wanted. In those days, he was called Reb Leib Rosh Hashiva. That was his name. And in fact, if you look at the title page, the sharblot of Shagazariy, the part, the one that he printed. Um most of them have it there in the front of the Shagas Aryeh. It says, Aniha Koton, I the small one, Arye, who is nicknamed as Lab because Arye is a lion, Lab is a lion in in, in Yiddish, call That's what's written there. I'm called by everyone Reb leib Rosh Hashiva. Now, at this time he also also had arguments with the Tamidich Chachamim in Minsk, Minsk was a chash city, and yet again, Reb Leib was very stark. Just like he was arguing with the Rav. he was very stark, and he was mevatel anyone. One time, he gave a drasha, and after he gave the drasha to front of the Tamidich Chachamim in the city, he took one of the candles that was on the shtender in front of him, and he started like doing bedikas chametz. And he says, "I'm looking for the lamdonim in Minsk. Where did they go?" In other words, he was them that the people there didn't know how to learn. So he was very, very stark. Not only that, he also picked fights with the, the Parnassim, the leaders of the city, the Balabatim. He gave them Musser when, you know, when he felt that they weren't doing the right thing. So he basically made a lot of fights with almost every, uh, every group that there was in the city. Until one time he, he said something, I guess, against the Rav in Adrasha, and they got very upset at him. And what they did is the Balabatim, they hired a wagon, with two oxen that were pulling it, they took Reb Leib and his wife, they dumped all their personal belongings onto the wagon, and they sent them out of the city in a stick way, and this was Erev Shabbos, Chatzos, and there was no way for them to make it anywhere, they would have to um, stay Shabbos either in the, in the forest or out in the field, but the people didn't care, the Balabatim didn't care, and they just shipped him off, a terrible bizayin. There's a there's a lot of uh, legends. I don't know if it's legends is the right word. Agada about different things of the in the in the in the Shagas life. life. Um, not a lot of of his life is actually recorded. Um, you know, with with strong. Um, um, foundations to the history there's a lot of agada so um, and it gets mixed in to, uh, to, to, to the history so there's an agada that there was one woman who felt very bad and she pushed her way in and she gave him a basket that had in it two neiras and three chalas for Shabbos and he gave her a brach and he said Hashem should pay you back with riches and that bracha was Mekoyim. She became very wealthy. She actually built a shul in Minsk that was around for many years, maybe even till the war. Her name was Bluma, and they called it Blumka's Klai's, Blumka's uh, base Hamedrish. And he also gave a bracha to Minsk, and he said also, Hashem should pay you back for what you did to me. Obviously, it wasn't a bracha, because they were Mavazah to him. And the city of Minsk, from then and on, at 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 uh, at uh, certain intervals, there would be fires break out and and burn down parts of the city, and they attributed it to the Bzoyin. How they shipped off the Shagasari from the city. Um. <clears throat> so this um, this uh, so he was shipped out of the city. Um, from then on what he did was he, he wandered around a little bit but he went out into the region cities in order to be mamala makam aviv. like we said his father was the rav, the, 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 the rav of the entire region his father was still alive but it was getting too hard for him so he stepped up and the Shah, Shagazari became the rav of the region but for a very short period of time he wasn't happy with it, he wanted to learn so eventually he gave it over to his brother to be the rav of the region now, the people of Minsk were so burning mad at him, not only were they, they, they weren't just satisfied with throwing him out of town, they sort of wanted to like shtuch him. So what they did is, they needed a new Rosh shiva. So who'd they make Rosh shiva? They made his young Talmud, Rebbe Hamburger, who was all of 19 years old, they made him Rosh shiva. So they thought that would be like a shtoch to him, that we're being, you know, we're being mamala makam. He was already probably uh, close to 40, maybe a little bit more. And um, they're throwing him out of town, maybe in his 40s, and they're making a 19-year-old Rosh Hashiva. But they underestimated the Shagasari. He was so besimcha that his Talmud became Rosh Hashiva. So after he gave up the rabbanus in the, in the region, he just went around and he was wandering. And that's where there's a lot of legends in his wanderings. And we'll see later on in his life, he also went in Gaulus and he wandered around. And uh, if he needed a few dollars, he would get up in a place and he'd be like a magid. He would say a drusha, say some musar, and he would get paid a little bit to it to, for it. Eventually, he reached the city of Velazhen. The city of Velazhen didn't have a rav. This is Be'erich in the year Tavkuf seventeen forty uh, six 1746. I'm sorry, Tafkoth Vav, 1746. And they made him the rav of the city. But it was such a small salary, such a meager salary. He 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 didn't have more than one change of clothing. He didn't have Shabbos clothing. Um, his wife, even to supplement it, had to work in the bakery helping to knead the challis just to earn a few uh, few pennies. Um, he didn't have any svarim because he couldn't afford it. However, in um, in in, um, in the city of Velazhen, there was a, a leader of the city, was a gvir. His name was Rabbi Yitzchak. And this, Rabbi Yitzchak would become famous because he had two sons who were very famous personalities. One of them was Rabbi Chaim Velazhinir, and one was named Rabbi Zammelah The father of Rabbi Chaim and Rabbi was named Rabbi Yitzchak. They had another brother, older brother, Rabbi Simcha. And um, he had a big library. And Rabbi Leib would come use the library very often. And there's also another legend, another Kabbalah, that when Rabzalman Zalman Velazhner was being born, his mother was in, in labor, and she was at home, she didn't want to disturb the Rav's learning, so she, she did not cry out. And, and afterwards, when they, they told him, there's a Mazel tov, so Shagazari couldn't believe, he didn't hear anything going on in the next room, and they told her that she tried to keep it quiet, not to, um, not to disturb him, and he gave a bracha, that since she was quiet, And she didn't announce, so to speak, his arrival. So his Torah, the Torah of this son, will announce himself, will announce him in the entire world. And that was Rebzalman of There's other um, stories from that skufa with Rebzalman of and the Shagasarye in the house of Rabbi Yitzchak. His whole salary was two golden coins a week. And it came to a point he asked for a little bit of a raise. He asked for a half a golden coin. And they couldn't come up with it. And um, because of this, he had to leave Valazhin. Um He had to leave Valajan. Now, um, in the Hakdama to the Sefer Nefesh Achayim from the son of Reb Chaim Valazhan, or Valazhin, named after his grandfather, Rebitzchak, so he writes, um, he writes, Poi, when the Shagas Aryeh was here in Velozhin, Chiber Khiburi Hayoker Shagas Aryeh. This is where he wrote his, his Sefer Shagas Aryeh. It's called Chuvas Shagas Aryeh, but really it's like the, Chaves the they Chaves Yo'er. Were, these weren't real questions that were sent to him. The question was just written in order to start a discussion to come to the sugya. Some Chuvas some response are actual questions. This one is not. So he wrote his Sefer Shagas Aryeh while he was in Velozhin. Um, and in the Hakdama to Shagas Arya, he writes, Karvu zikna, The days of Zikna, of being old, are getting close. He was in his 60s, or around 60 at that time. Zikna is, I guess, 70 years old. And he says, asita, A person doesn't know when his time is going to be. Levesi neman, when am I going to build a house for myself? and write down my words in a Sefer. So that's why he wrote the Sefer, Shagas Arye and decided to print it. So this is all while he was in Volazhin. I know he, I know I just said he was ready to leave Voluzhin, Um but this has happened while he was in Volazhin. In Poland and Lita at the time, there were no Jewish printing presses, so he had to go to Germany, all the way to Germany to print his Sefer. And he went to Frankfurt the other. There are two Frankfurts. Um, we spoke about this. In um, other times of Schleimager and, and and other places, there's Frankfurt on the Main. That's where the Afla was. Ramos and Adler, um, more in in mid and southern Germany, and then much more north in Berlin area. There's another Frankfurt called Frankfurt the other, and that's where he went. While he was there, he went to Berlin and he got a haskama from the Rav of Berlin, who was the author of the Carbon Haeda, the Carbon Haeda, and the Carbon Haeda writes in haskama over a ish Kaddosh, a holy man has passed by here, Libai Kalev Ho'ari. His heart is like the heart of a lion. He doesn't back down from anyone. And he also has Askama on the Shagasariyeh from the Rav of Frankfurt to other, whose name was Rav Gershon. Um, and that was, both of those were signed in the years, in the year Tufkuf Tezayan, 1756. That is when he. Um, when he printed the safer uh, Shagas Aryeh. Now, another thing that happened in is this is a famous story, there's a big machleikas, Mechaber, the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, about a certain type of lesion on a lung of an animal, um, a sircha it's called, and the Beis Yosef, the Shulchan Aruch paskins its mutter, and the Ramah paskins l'chumrah. Now, the Shagas Aryeh, um Paskin liked the Mechaber, like the Beis Yosef, that it's mutter, Kenega the Ramah, which all of Ashkenaz followed the Ramah. So it was a, a, revolution, a revolutionary Psak. And that was the Minigin Valazhin. The Minigin Valojin, for a very long time, as we'll see, um, was the Paskin that it's mutter liked the Shagas Arya Paskin. Rav, uh, Rav Yechil Michal Gard, Gordon, who was the Rashivan Lamja. He said a story, he said, and this is a famous story, that once there was one of the inhabitants of Eloshin had that same um, sickness in his own lung. And he wanted to leave the city to go somewhere else to get treatment for it. And his father came to him in a dream and told him, you should know, that really in the rest of the world, in Shamayim they pass in like the Ramah. And therefore, you're, you have a din like a trefa. And since it's a trefa, the animals us are to eat, a trefa is going to die within 12 months. He says, however, in Shamayim they have covered for the Shagas Aryeh, and therefore in Valojin the halacha is that it's not a trefa. So his father told him, "If you leave the city, so then you're going to have to be like the p'sak of the Ramah and you won't live for more than 12 months. As long as you stay in the city of Alajin, you're not considered a trefa, even in Shemayim, and therefore you should not, you should not, uh, you should not leave." And um, we'll see about this uh, p'sak a little bit later in the shir as well. So a little bit after he came back from Germany, back to Valozhin from printing the Shagasaryeh, that's when he left Valozhin. as we said before, he wanted a little bit of a raise and they were not able to give it to him, so he left. Now, at that time, his brother had given up the rabbanus of the region of Minsk, and his Talmud, riverfall Fall Hamburger, became the Rav. So he got very excited, and we mentioned this in the River Fall Hamburger here, and um the Shagazari went to the city where Riffal Hamburger lived. In that region, there was a city, Smilovitz, Smilovitz, whatever it was called, and he decided to live in the same city there. And he he was Mavatil himself to the Rav. He wouldn't paskin. He was no covered to Riffal, and Rafal couldn't handle this. His Rebbe, the Gain Hadar, is like treating him like his Rebbe. So he actually left the city and he moved to a different village. And even though the Shagazari remained in that city, he still refused to psa- paskin without Rishus from the Rub of the region, his Talmud, Rebrafal. In the year Tav Kuf Chav, Daled, he again seemed to have visited Velazhin. Again, even though he was maybe stationed in the city, like we said, he wandered around a lot. And he was in Velazhin again. And in the Akdamot and Nefesh Achayim, again, Rabbi of writes, Uvi Yosei leMaylam ibara erbeisar. When Reb Chayiv was over fourteen, about fifteen years old, kav al Imakhiv imachiv Hagadol Simcha. So Reb Chayiv learned with his older brother Reb Simcha. Vikiblu was darke shal taira, and they learned how to learn taira. Me rav rabbanon goin hagoinim rabbona areylei balshagas arey. So the Shagas Aryeh seemed to have come back to Alajner to visit. It seemed. um that uh, he learned with Reb Chaim and Reb Simcha. And, um, and in a ha'ara there, in a footnote, it says, umide Avroi p- derech poi acharei hidvis sifroi. And when he came through here, after he printed his sefer, Nisachzem bevei sadoi nizekni. So says that he um, was a guest in my grandfather's house. Kama Shavuaiz, for many weeks. the hayroas poi. And he passed in many halachas here. He set up certain halachas. He says, My father, Reb Chaim, at that time was about 15. Umei ava Ves From the love that the Shagasarye had for Reb Chaim and his older brother, Reb Simcha, kovaleh mishnosem shatei sidura. So it's brought down in a lot of this svarim that Reb Chaim learned in the yeshiva of the Shagasarye, but it doesn't seem to be so mistaber because he was a very young kid um, when the Shagas Aryeh had a yeshiva in Valazhin. By the time the Shagas Aryeh left, um, he was he was maybe a, a child of six or seven years old, perhaps. Um, later on, it seems that uh, when he came back and he stayed there for a while, he learned with Reb Chaim with his older brother Reb Simcha, and he would, taught them how to learn Torah properly. Now, <clears throat> there's a very interesting letter from the year Tuf Kuf Pei Beis. So this is again Reb Chaim Vila, the uh, Shagas Aryeh was nifted Tufkuf Meme seventeen eighty five. So this is like forty years later in the early eighteen hundreds. There is a letter that the Rabbanim of Valojin wrote to the Rabbonim of Vilna, and it was regarding the psak of the lung of the Shagas Arye from before, and it's a long letter. And he writes over. Here, they write and they say that um, that. Um, the Shagasarya originally passed, was Laheter, and that became the Minig. Now, the Minig in Volodhin was to be Maturit. Now, even though Reb Hamburger also became Rav in Valajin, um, he was Machmir, but it seems the city continued to be Mekel. And then they write in the letter, Veshuv ha-yapayki l'seinu And the second time the Shagasariye came, and we asked them again this question, so it sounds like it's on this trip, they asked him again how It was like a joke in his eyes. that he, we asked him a second time the shaila and he answered he said I ready pasken then it's mutter. And he he said in his tzachos leshine Kasher, Kasher. And because of that, Chuva because of that answer, this was the minig here for 70 years leheter. Um and he said they write over there and even in the days when Rav Chaim was alive he was Noyeg Lahater, and Rabbi Chaim said that he heard me Pivak Doisha Alzal Lahater. So it sounds like it was in that time when he was learning to Rabbi Chaim at that trip is when they asked him this question a second time, and he says it's Mutter, and uh, it would seem to me that it was on this visit. Now, um they were asking the Rabboni Vilna could they continue with this Minag L'heter. We don't have the Tshuva that the Rabboni Vilna answered them but we see it was a Minag for a very long time like the Shagasarye um, to be Matar, this Sirchan Velazhin against the Ramah like the Beis Yosef. In the year Tav Kuf Chavav in Cheshvan, he signed an haskama to the Sefer Moire Ya'esh from the Baal Panim You remember this from a few weeks ago written by his grandson, the Archadosh, that's when he put the Sparim together on Chumash, and he signs his name, kak Minsk. I'm living in the city of Minsk, which probably means in the area around Minsk, Frankfurt the other. I'm actually signing it in Frankfurt the other, but my residence is tr- really in Minsk. Now, so it sounds like somewhere in this, at that time, in Tav Chavav, he, end- he was back in Germany in Frankfurt D'Oder. Now, <clears throat> it's interesting that in that Sefer, uh, ar we quoted before, the Hespid, the ar said on the Shagat So he writes in that, he said in that Hespid, Katal I was a young child or young person in my father-in-law's house more than 36 years ago. So if he's saying this in Tough Kuf Memhe in 1785, um, when the Shagasari was Nifter, so this is around um, Tough Kuf Tes, I guess, more than 36 years ago. Um, so this is um, this is in Taf Tess. Tes. Um, before he became the Rav in Valazhin. he became Rav in Valašin, in um, Tavkuf. I'm sorry. So this was he became Rav in Valašin Vav in 1746. So this is before that. Before he became to Valašin, he was in the father. father-in-law's house. His father-in-law was a Rav in, was a was a uh, gvir in Brisk, in the city of Brisk. So again, like I mentioned before that he wandered around um, a lot. So he says, I met him in my father-in-law's house more than 36 years ago. And he says he was there for about two weeks in my father-in-law's house in Brisk. And I used to eat with him. And um, I saw, he says, that in that time that he was there, he reviewed all of se- Masech Tebh Basra with all of the Taisvis and all the Rush standing up. And it took him about eight days to do it. He says that's the first time he met him. And then he says, about twenty years later, I met him again. We punked, met each other. We came across each other in Frankfurt to other. So this is when the Shagasary wrote the and the Sefer or The Shagasarya was some reason, like we said, in this year Kuf, um Chavvav. He was some reason in Frankfurt the other. He must have met the Aruch there. They hadn't seen each other in over twenty years, and he gave him a Haskama and his Sefer at that point. And he writes, and in there when I met him there Frankfurt the other, I saw his precious, his kedusha. He wouldn't need any Dover minachai kol nothing from living animals the entire week. He didn't sleep in a bed. He didn't. Uh, he didn't stop learning. Um, so that's what he writes in that askama, that the first time he met him at his father-in-law's house in Brisk, and in the Archadish's father-in-law's house in Brisk, and then he met him again in Frankfurt the other, so it would seem, like I'm saying, that they punked Met there, and that's why he got the askama on the Sefer or- Orchadosh. Now, <clears throat> um, now, the the legends tell us, the agada tells us, when he hit the age of 70, about, he decided to go into Gaulas. And to go from city to city wandering, he went with his wife and he wandered around. It's, the Agada tells us that he went to Vilna and he met the Vilna Gaim. He had a question he asked the Vilna Gaim, and when the guy told him a tarot, he said, Goin, goin, he's taka, goin. When he asked the, the same question to the Rav of the city, Rib Shmuel Baravigdar, he told him a different tarot, so the Shagazarya said, Okay, you're a godol, a Gaudal. And then he left and he started traveling and the Rav sent him to come back after he had gone the distance of a mill, whatever a mill is, 15-20 minute walk. And then the Rav told him, oh, I have the same, another tarot. And he told him the same tarot, the Vilna Gain said. And Rablaib told him, Oh, you take also a goyen. Just the difference between you and the gra is the distance of a mill. Meaning the gra answered the question immediately. It took you the distance of a mill to answer it. Um so this is he so he's going north. So basically he went north, Minsk, Valozhin, up to Brisk. Then he started going a little northwest to Ashkenaz. It seems he was in Kenningsburg, which is way northwest. Um today it's called Kaliningrad. Um the Balhapardis, the Sefer HaPardes, was the rub of the city there. It seems he ended up in the city Breslau where Rabbi pick was the rub. He ended up in Frankfurt. So he's really making a very long circuit here all the way back to Ashkenaz, Frankfurt, on the main, which is much lower than uh, Frankfurt, the other. He met the Hafla there. Um, he met Reb Nossin Adler there, the Chassam Soifin, Yeridea Simen Ayin writes, I heard this question from Reb Nossin Adler, arye Frankfurt domain, that the Shagas Arieh asked Reb Nossin Adler this question when he passed through Frankfurt. Um, then he went on to a city called Halberstadt. Over there the Rav of the city was, name was Reb Tzvi Hersh, Reb Tzvi Hersh, who eventually became the Rav in Berlin. And in Halberstadt, it seems that um, he heard that the city of Metz had offered the Ksav bonus to become the Rav to Reb Tzvi Harsch of Halberstadt. Of, um, of and uh, he didn't want to become the Rav, but the Shagasayev for some reason wanted to be the Rav in Metz. And he asked Reb Tzvi Hersh to send and tell him that uh, he should be the Rav instead of him. And there were other Rabbonim in the running, but when they heard that Shagas Aryeh wants the Rabbonus, they all retracted. And he became the Rav in Metz in the year Tafkuf Chavav, to fill the Rabbonus that had been left vacant by the previous Rav, whose name was Reb Shmuel Hillman, who had been in Tafkuf Chavhei. The Ksav Rabbonus of the Shagas Aryeh was signed Yudches Menachemov of 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 Tafkuf Chavavav, However, it seems his first drasha he gave a little earlier because his first Jrasha is brought, and the heading is Azudaresh B'Shabbos Rishain. This was his first Jrasha when he came to the city of Metz, Shabbos Nachamu of Tavkav Khavov, which was Yud Gimel of that year. So uh, five days later is when they actually gave him the Ksavra bonus. He has a Haskama that he wrote to a Sefer called Evan Yisrael. And he writes, Yoim Hasheini it's on a Monday. Vav Vov Menachemov, the twenty-sixth day of Ov, Chavav Chavov, Hakotan Arya Lab Mitz. That's when he was already signing his name as the Rav of Metz, and Chov Vov Menachem um, Ov. In the year Tov Kov Chavav was the story of the get of Cleve. We've mentioned this numerous times the night of Behuda with others, and the Shagas Arye also was asked to weigh in on that get story, and he paskins that it was a good get, like the Naid Behuda, and like Rav of the Gedalim, unlike Reb Abish, um, the Rav of Frankfurt. Um, there's a famous story that they say over that when he became the Rav, he heard he was an older man already, he was uh, 70. So they heard that people were whispering and saying, oh, the Rav only came here, that he should get a good place in the base HaKvaras, meaning he's an older Rav already. That's why some people think that um, he became Rav Parshas Vayichi or Parshas Vayigash, um, because of the following vart that he said, but as we see clearly, he was already rav from the summertime, from Menachemov. And the famous vart he says is, that when Parah asked, Yaakov, how old he is, he says, that I'm um, 104, however old he was, however he says, but, um, but I had a very, uh, uh, my, my few years were very bad. And the question was, why did he tell him that? What was the point of telling him that? So the Shagasari said, because Yaakov Avinu saw that Parah was nervous. When Yaakov came to Mitzrayim, the famine stopped. So Yaakov, so Paro was nervous. If Yaakovin was such an old man, so he's going to die soon. The famine's going to continue again. So, so Yaakov told him, "Don't worry. I'm really a younger person, and I just look very old because I had a hard life." So he said the same thing. He said, I'm the same thing. I was a, a lot of uh, of poverty and doichek, and um, that's why I look so old. But I'm, I'm I'm assuring you that the more years than Yaakov was in Mitzrayim, I'll be here with you. So Yaakov was in Mitzrayim 17 years, and the Shagasaryei was the Rav in Metz close to 20 years um, after that. Now he got into a little issues with the Balabatim in Metz as well, because in, in Metz the Minig was on Shavuos, that they said Akdamus after the kayan made his bracha on the Aliyah. Meaning the first bracha recited, the Kayan said the bracha, then they made an interruption, they said Akdamus, and then they did the Kriya. And he said, you shouldn't do that, you should say Akdamus before the Kayan recites the bracha, like we do nowadays. You call the Kayan up, and then you say Akdamus. And uh, the Balabatim were not so happy with him, and because of that he actually thought of leaving the city of Metz, um, however, he decided to stay because he had s- the many supporters. However, he would not daven on a regular basis in the big shul because of that, because the gaboyim were not happy with him. He only would come there when he had to darshan, whenever his Rabbonus obligated him to say a drasha in front of the uh, city. He would go to the uh, besakneses Hagado In Tav Mem Aleph 1741, he printed his sefer Turei Evan on the Mesechtas Rosh Hashanah, Chagig and Megillah, and he writes in Akdam. he says, in the past year, I started to prepare for print on four Misahtas, besides for those three on Misahta Tainus as well. However, from Shemayim, they prevented me. I was very, very sick on my deathbed for, for, for many months. And even though, Baruch Hashem, I got better, he says, but my, my eyesight is not the same and my mind is not the same and I'm very weak. So because of that, I'm only printing on three mesechtas, and I'm not printing on Masechta Tainus. Reb Baruch Ber Libowitz, who in his family, he was very makbid that Bar Mitzvah Bokhrim say a drasha from the Shagas Arye from his Sefer, and it's Yadua, it was a minig for, for, for a very long time, many people, he said over Shtikotayra, even the Chavetz Chaim's own son, Reb said a Shtikotayra from the Shagas Arye, and he tried to answer the Shagas Arye's question. And so they were very into it. I think the Pshat is because it's the, 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 it gives a Geshmak to the Bachrim and learning, and it's, uh, it's Suggias that they know, Shagas is a lot on Brachas, Kriyashman, Tfilah. So there was a minic to say over a Shagas arye. And Reb Baruch Ber would say, B'Shem is Rabbi Chaim, Reb Chaim that you're able to see the difference in the Chidushim that the Shagas Aryeh wrote in Shagas Aryeh, and the Chidushim that he wrote in Toure Evan. And he says the difference is that Chagasari was Nilman Mittehatrak because he was poor and he was 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 under duress, and yet he still was able to rise above it and Learn Torah. And in fact, in one time in one of his travels, they say that he, he was like in a villager's house and he had a candle and a little bit to eat and he was learning and he started to cry. And his wife asked him, why are you crying? He says, we mamish have everything. I'm afraid we were makabal, our sechar of Olam Haba and That was his, his hasagis. So you see that even though he was so poor and he had so little, however, at the same time, he felt that he was able to learn that was it. So Masha'enken Turei Evin was written when he was ready. A rav and he already had a good good salary and he was much more comfortable. So Rav Chaim says you're able to see the difference in the chidushim. Torah that's learned mitaychadchak has a different power, has a different echos to the to the uh, to quality to the chidushim different than the Turei Interesting thing. Um, his other sefer Gvuras Ari, which are on the Mesechtas of Tainis, human Yuman Makas were printed after he was Nifter. First Highness was printed, then Yuma and Marcus was printed, if I'm correct, was actually printed by the Chavetz Chaim. Those are his Sforim. In the Haskama Tikvurasari, the Reb Gedalia of Metz, who was a Talmud of the Shagasari, writes, he says when he was older he, and he was very old he could, his eyesight wasn't good so not only was it I was, it Talmud, I was able to, to to serve him lefun of mamish and i read in front of him kol every month kol Every month I would read to him Gantz Shas, every single day, Gemara without Rashi and Teisvis. And he writes over there, it was just really, I wasn't really reading the whole thing. I was just there to prompt him to remember. He says, because the minute I would say, Mi I would start saying something, he would say the rest of it Balpeh. And he says the same thing, I would read inside the Rift, the Rambam, the Rush towards Shachon he knew it all Balpeh, it was nothing, nothing I could catch him on. Um, so even though he complained, so to speak, in his sefer how he didn't have Kayak, but he was still very much by his mind. In Kuf mem dalid chav shvat, which I guess if he was nifter Tafkuf mem hay and tamuz is about a year and a half before his p'tira, the beis Ephraim, sent him a a, a chayla, complicated shayla about a kedusha katan, and he answered him with a lengthy chuba. So he was still as weak as he was. He was still at his, uh, his still his mind was there. Um, about a month before he was Nifter's, very famous, he invited the people of the city, of Tamid Khachamim to a siyam that he was going to make, and he was a, had extra simcha by the siyam, and they asked him why, and he said, because this is the thousandth time I finished shots. Finish thousandth time he finished Shas. When they asked him, what does he want in Olam Haba, he famously he said, all I need is three things, a gemara, a candle, and a shtender. That's my Olam Haba. Um, if you remember when we said the shir on the lavush, we said there's another story at the end of his life, the um, was uh, a bookcase fell on top of him and he was almost died from it. And when he was under the uh, svarim, he said the reason is because all of the, uh, all of these uh, uh, mechabrei svarim, I wrote very stark and I argued with them and they were very angry at me because I argued with them. He says, all of them I was able to appease, except for one, the Levush. I wasn't able to appease till I finally told him, Arye Shag me Lahira, If the lion is roaring, how could you not be afraid? And the Levush, supposedly, I guess the neshama, the Levush answered him, but me is stands for Mordechai Yaffe. Mordechai Yaffe was the Levush. That even though Arye Shag, even though the lion is roaring, but me, Mordechai Yaffe Lahira, he's not afraid. But uh, in some versions of the story, they say B'Saif, the Levush, was also appeased, and Hitaka didn't die at that point, the Shagas from that, uh, from, that, uh, from that fall. Um, Rabbi Yisrael Chaim Zunemfeld, Zechrein of the used to say that he has one thing he's jealous of in this world, and that's the Viduy of the Shagas Ar-Yay. He says when the Heber Kaddisha was around the bed of the Shagas Ar-Yay, the Shagas Ar-Yay kept on asking for Masechtas, and they would give him a Masechta, and he would flip through it, and he would ask for another one. One of the Chabr people said, Don't give him another Mesechta the next time, give him a Mavar Yabaik. That's the safer to say when a person's going to be Nifter, say to say Vidu and say him." And when the Shagasayeh realized what they gave him, he says, Not only was I never over an Mamish, I didn't have time for that. He says, I didn't have time even to think about an Aveira, because my whole life, all I was doing, I was busy with Mishnah just learning. Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zunfeld said, that Vido is something that I'm jealous of, the Vida of the Shagas And in the Sefer Zechreinah, for the Kila of Metz, it says, Elze um, this we remember, the Shagas arov, asher loma shanim bamidah. Then he was younger, he, he learned for more than 20 years, standing up, uvetainis, with fasts, umitach Doichik rav, and from extreme doichek, from uh, from poverty, Uviz Kenuse, but when he got older, he'd sliak he was successful and became greater. Nisbakish Biyoim He Tesva of he was nifter on the on Thursday, Tesva of Tamuz Tafkov Memhe, seventeen forty five. Venikfer Baibayim he was buried that day, Bespeida Rabbah with a, a great eulogy, Biveso in his house, Uvesaknes in the shoal, Uve Sachaiman in the cemetery, Kuroloi, like is fitting for him. And in another place, it says over there they also were maspidim b'chol yemei ha-shavua, all the days of the shiva v'shleishim and all the days of the shleishim beveis haknesses hayishana on the old shul of Metz and that seems to be how they uh, they recorded the date of his p'tira tough, um tesva of Tammuz and in fact in Metz today there's one big matzeva for about five or six rabbanim the Avodah Sagir was one of the rabbanim the the um, Shmuel Hillman, the rab before him the Shagas Arye, and then they have a big Matseva there that they say, this is where we know the Rabbanim were buried, and next to the Shagas Aryei's name, it says of Tammuz, so that's the mesaira that they had, that he was Niftar on of Tammuz, that is the life of the Shagas Aryei, whose yard site, with Ezzashem on Friday, of Tammuz, 236 yard site, Schusa and Aleinu, have a wonderful day everyone, Kol